All right, let's let's roll. We're live, Pat. All right, let's let's get right in into it. Well, we're doing two movies. We almost saw a third this week. That would have been cool, man. Yeah, I realized it was gonna be full price. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I realize because this happens like twice a summer. Cinemark does not do a great job on their release days. I mean, it's the movie season. For some reason, they're trying to jam a million movies into like two weeks instead of just like a few moving like left or right. It's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's Cinemark's problem. I think that's like the industry's problem. It it is the well, it's it's the studio's problem, but also like Cinemark sometimes just delays the release or won't put because since we have a Cinemark sixteen for some movies, because like, I know Christiana is a twenty four. So, like, they have more screens. Wait, um, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't know that the number stood for screens. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Like, my yeah. entire life, I just thought movie <laughs> theaters had an arbitrary number next to them. Like, growing up, we either went to AMC 8 or AMC 16, and I thought they were just made-up numbers. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fair. It took me a while to get that, but then, like, when I did, I got it, like... There are a few where it's off because they expanded. In the Oxford, Oxford Valley's um, Regal used to be a, a 15, now it's a 20. But, like, there's, like, and, and it's crazy. There's an AMC 42. I think that's the Hamilton one. It is massive. Yes, yeah, something I, like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I think once you get to 24, you're starting to, you're just doing too much. But, yeah, let's let's get in it. I deleted one of the warm-up questions because I'll move it Which to one? another. That's crazy it does... you deleted the good one, but go off. Oh, all right. All right. No, no. Let's keep it. We'll keep it. We'll delete the other one. Cool. Well, I, I know what it is because that's the only one that I could answer. So the, the, the warm-up question, it was if you could take a like a children's scary movie – and turn it into a horror movie, like an actual horror movie, which one would it be? Do you have one? Oh. That wasn't the question. Okay, hold on. Let me think. We can do both if if you want. Because yeah, 3K has an answer. I must have been looking at a completely different question. Or I oh, that was the, that's probably the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. Probably? I was, yeah, I was starting to prepare for that. Yep. That's the one I read. But okay, I'll think yeah. about this one real quick. Well, I, I have a weekend. Go. So, I, I had a few of mine, but I thought about the one movie that scared me a lot when I was young. It's a Disney Channel. It's one of the Disney Channel original movies. Uh, Don't Look Under the Bed. And that movie's about the boogeyman. And basically, I'll run through real quick what the movie's about. It's like, there's a there's a girl who's like a brainiac and she skipped the grade and like everyone's just like oh she's so smart right she has a um, a brother that's I want to say a, a year or two older who's like that punk teenager kid you know what I'm saying and she has a younger brother who I want to say he got bone marrow transplant like the whole thing was about like the brother went through like the surgery got the transplant. The sister was afraid, but the sister was telling the brother, your imaginary friend isn't real. You got to grow up. You got to be an adult. Because in the movie, she keeps saying, like, 
I'm basically like I'm an adult. There's a logical explanation for everything and all that stupid like science stuff, right? But it turns out like the plot, the whole point of the movie is that, and if you haven't seen the movie, I don't think you're gonna watch it. But like the whole point of the movie is when you stop believing the imaginary friend, unexpectedly they turn into the boogeyman. So as a kid, it was really fucking scary to me because. It was like right under the bed. So they would have like different parts. We would kind of see like a the boogeyman figure and stuff. So when the one imaginary friend that was kind of around to help to help them fight the boogeyman, he at some point was becoming the boogeyman because they just didn't believe in him anymore. So during that process, his nails grew, his hair got, you know, like just wild. Like it, it was creepy at eight years old, basically is what I'm saying. The movie was scary as shit, but I think if you took that movie, that concept, maybe not the imaginary friend concept. Well, you can, though, because, I mean, kids do still have imaginary friends. You take that concept and basically you add like a creepier boogeyman because he was scary already to begin with. If you just added more effects to it, to the to the costume, more effects to like the face and stuff like that, like more special effects, like more practical effects stuff. Okay. In the movie, the boogeyman was a prankster. So he would like he egged the teacher's car, he put B on every locker because her name was Frances Bacon. Um I don't know why, but her name was Frances Bacon, so he put a B. He was a prankster. Basically he just set pranks, put everybody's dog on the roof, so everybody's dog was on the roof. Um Instead of pranks, it would be murders, like murders happening in in a small town. Instead of like in, instead of like cheesy little kitty pranks, it would be like they found everybody's pet dead, and you know this person was found, whatever, whatever, right? Like Boogie World was like what. It's like the imaginary world you get into when you go too deep into under your bed. And the boogie world was scary, but it was goofy scary because it's a giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a giant car that he played. Like, it's just everything that's under your bed, just like 20 times bigger. Like, you're basically, you're like the size of an ant. So would it still be that in your scary version? Yeah, but it would be scarier, you know? Maybe, I don't know, you can add like an elevated, you can add kind of like an elevated aspect to it where it's just like things that creep you out, bugs, you know, like I'm afraid of bugs, like some people are like freaked out of spiders and stuff, like things that you would be afraid of, but also things under your bed, like I have wood under my bed for whatever reason, and the wood has nails, so you know, stuff like that, like things that can, like more dangerous than than how it was in the movie there was like a pen he starts fighting with like a pen and stuff and like that was all cool but if if you add some sort of other creepy element to it and then there was like a boogie goo that was supposed to attract the boogeyman but that could have been that was made with like gym socks you know little goofy kid thing like dirty gym socks um, iron, like actual iron things and like little goofy jokes that they would make. But if you made it gory, like if you added human parts, if you added animal parts, if you added, you know, stuff like that, you, you can take this kid movie that was pretty creepy to begin with 
and you can make it like uh, to me it, to me personally you could turn it into like I don't want to watch this fucking movie you know what I'm saying like I dread watching this movie because I already know I'm gonna be scared of shit that's that was mine that was mine because I've told you guys plenty of times like don't look under the bed was one of the scariest movie I saw growing up but it was just a kid movie if you take some of these things I said, you can actually turn that into a movie that like horror people would like. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it, but we talk about that movie a lot. So. It's pretty good. It, Julia, do you have an answer? Yes. But I'm cheating because I have two, and I feel like I always do this. You do, but it's okay. We love it. Go. I need to be this person. Well, I have one. That the original is already scary, and the other one is not scary, and I don't know if you could make it become scary, but if there was a live action, and I don't know how good this would be, it probably wouldn't be good live action, but Watership Down, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, yes. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I know that that is like received as being terrifying, and a lot of people were very scared when they saw it. So if you could do, like, maybe even, like, stop motion would look better than, like, the live-action Lion King type thing. But the other idea I had is the Corpse Bride. I think that would just be fun to have a live-action remake. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Something, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, what is it, the woman in black and, like, not Haunted Mansion vibes because it's not, like, that silly, but... Mm -hmm. One of like those style of movies. Yeah, that would actually be really good. You got you gave two really solid answers. I think Watership Down could be terrifying. Yeah, and it would be a hard watch. Watership Down like traumatized me as a kid. I used to have a pet rabbit. If you think about it, though, you can take a lot of Tim Burton movies. Like my my one pick was Edward Scissorhands, but I I'm like it was already kind of creepy. I don't know how you would make it more creepy. Like to, oh, he kills. To where, right, right, but to where it would be like an action, not an action, like a horror movie. But then that's when I thought, like, don't look under the bed, because I was genuinely scared of that movie when I was a kid. Like, I was like, I remember it came out, and they had the big premiere on Disney. It was like on a Friday, the movie just came out. And my stepbrother at the time, and probably my cousin, Ralph, I don't remember who was there. But they're like, oh, yeah, let's watch this scary movie, right? I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I saw like half of it and it kept calling me a little bitch. So then the next night I saw the whole thing and I like, I just could not sleep for like a week. So I, I honestly, that movie, that movie would be a lot of fun if you can change it into more horror. I think that would be a lot of fun. And we just saw a Boogeyman movie too. I just remembered also, um, there's already a remake of it, and I didn't like it, and I wish there was a better remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The Tim Burton one just was not it, and it's meant to be more of, like, a horror story, and I wish that it was, like, darker. So, like, think that, but if it was good. Okay. Yeah, no, there's a lot of potential there for, like, a very sinister kind of dark storyline. Because, like, the original story, the thing is, like, the kids do all die, and they do, like, actually get turned into candy. 
I wouldn't mind being candy. I think that would be that could be really good too. It would be better than what we're gonna get with Timothy Chalamet. You know what? For some reason, I forgot that that was even happening, and I'm oh, also man. not looking forward to that. It does not look great. No, we probably. I don't think we should see it. I mean, I'm going to see it. Oh, it, it looks so bad. We're professionals, so I feel like we have to see it. But at the same time, honestly, I don't. I I I don't. Well. You know me. I don't know what a cho- chocolate fact. Uh, what's it called? Wonka. <laughs> I don't know what that guy is. To be honest with you, Willy Wonka, right? That's his name. Yeah. I I, I want to say he gives out tickets. He collects kids, and he like kills them. We should have an. This is off on a tangent, but we should have an episode where we each describe a movie that we've never seen. I'm down because I'm. There's a lot of movies. Like, you have to tell us the plot of something you've never seen before. Like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like how I do with Wizard of Oz, but I tell everybody the plot of Wiz, of the yeah. Wiz. Yes. Okay. I went to I went to a comedy show that was basically that. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Oh, I went with you. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Good Good Comedy. I wish they were still around. Yeah. It just didn't make it through the pandemic. That sucks, but they were really good. As the name said. Yeah, they were good, good, actually. So if anybody from Good Good Comedy is listening, we really miss you, man. You guys you guys really put some smiles on our faces. Some amazing programming. One of the like one of the greatest things I heard in Good Good Comedy, they were doing um unpopular opinions. And this guy just he he got up on stage and he's like, wrestling is the highest form of theater, and everybody's like, that's stupid. No, that's true. And I I was like, oh my god, that is literally the highest form of like, it gets no higher than that because you need to know the script, perform the stunts, but athletically you have to follow the script. Right. It's crazy. It's like I heard that there, and it was just supposed to be like a joke. And it really made me think, like, that is, that is like, so true. Wrestling is wild to me because you're literally just LARPing. Like, I didn't realize, like, they play, like, characters. And they all have, like, really goofy characters. And there's lore. Like, different characters have beef with each other. Like, it's a whole thing. But, like, it's not What did you think it was? Whoa. I don't watch wrestling. Whoa. But like no yeah like they have like it's deep storyline it's high drama it's basically Broadway but it's made up like that's crazy I'll give you this yeah literally role playing like of course but it's real though because it's like really happening which is crazy no like okay like I know it's like a bunch of story <laughs> stuff but like it's it, it, I'll say this and then we can move on but like. I know it's like all fake, like story wise, and they got scripts and they follow scripts. And I've seen the interviews where they talk about like, they're like, when they're wrestling, they'll tell the guy they're wrestling, like, I'm about to pin you because my stomach is hurting or like my head's hurting. So we're about to end this match because we have to, right? So, like, I know it's fake in that sense, but when mankind got thrown off that 40 foot cage, Three times? That's not fake, man. But I assume it was done in a way... No, it was improvised. 
He's like, throw me off this fucking thing because the crowd's bored. That's what's confusing to me. Then he got right. He got right back up, got thrown off again. They put him on a stretcher. And he's like, fuck this stretcher. He gets off the stretcher. He jumped up and is still on his back. Yeah. He's like, he went back up and he got chokeslammed through the fucking thing. Like, yeah. That's gotta be fake though. That's all part of the show. No. He's, you're getting thrown through yes. that fucking metal cage. Like, that's you real. You are, but you're telling me the thing with the stretcher, like, that's gotta be written. No, he had a concussion. They, they, he well, got. Well, yeah, but you can. People get concussions doing their jobs all the time. Why are you looking at me for? Because <laughs> I'm talking to you. I wasn't thinking of you when you said that, but. I'm just saying I get wrestling is fake, but it's not fake because they really out there. And then we can. Let's move on. Let's. Yeah, let's go. Um, let's, let's move on to, to. Let's talk some movies. All right. We went and we saw Talk to Me. We did a double feature on Saturday, which is super rare, but. You know, things happened. Mistakes were made. We saw Talk to Me. So, guys, general thoughts. I thought it was great. Pretty much five stars. I didn't really have any complaints. I was pretty impressed by it. I thought parts were genuinely scary. I thought the plot was pretty solid. And I thought it was a unique story that wasn't just something we've heard before. I thought the plot was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... If you suspend your disbelief, it was terrifying. Now, I'm thinking of this, like... You know, it's kind of weird that they're all just going along with this, and, like... And I we're going to get to this question, but it's, like... Why would you do wait, wait, that? So See what happens. My, my response to the people just going along with it... To be fair, it was a party where this was the party. So people, like... I don't think, like, yeah, if you were going along with it, you were at the party. The rest of, like, the school, the neighborhood, the kids that they know didn't go along with it, and they didn't go to the party. So it wasn't like, I don't think, like, everyone was going along with it. Or, like, once it happens to you, it was weird that they, like, didn't do more research, because that's kind of, like, a life-changing... The thing is, how did they know... The rules of the hand, you know, that was the crazy thing. It's like, well, you learn it from a friend of a friend of a friend. They all kill themselves, though. No, well, they like how the guy inherited. Yeah, yeah, he inherited from some dude that his brother stabbed him, and right, but they told him the rules before they died. Yeah, and the and someone told him. I think, yeah, I think it's just whisper down the lane rules. And obviously, it's not the best rules because um, <laughs> it didn't you know, work. Yeah, but it did. No, well, it worked too well. But this movie is doing fantastic. So, like, this was a massive weekend for movies because, like, the last two weekends were massive. You know, you still got Barbie and Oppenheimer, and they were they're pushing up like massive numbers. But this weekend, you also had Haunted Mansion dropping in and doing really big. Sound of Freedom is still, you know, getting really big. And and this finished sixth overall, which feels like I feel slighted by it being number six because it should be up higher. But it grossed $10 million. It only cost eight. 4.5. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 4.5. And, and like, it's obviously doing, you know, more people have seen it since I last checked. So the number's 
definitely up a few more million. This movie's doing really well, and I I'm, I think that's really impressive. The theater was pretty much filled when we went. Yeah, and we had a guy who was legitimately like he was into it. The the guy down a few like a few seats from us. Most of the theater was. Yeah, no, but I'm thinking like he was like screaming and that's and that's the thing. You want you want a movie that's gonna give you that stuff. Like I always tell you guys about like the Batman movies like that where like like John Wick where whatever the movie is portraying, like the the emotion or the whatever it's like giving off, the vibes, if you can leave the movies and still have them vibes, like that's what the fuck is makes a good movie. And this movie, I think I gave it like three and a half stars because I was like half asleep when I was finishing the, the review. But I have no problem with someone saying this is like a five, straight up five star movie because to be honest, when you really think about it, this was pretty fucking scary when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, and like it, it was just solid. Like mm-hmm. not only was it scary, it just, it didn't have anything that made me... But also had good acting. Yeah, like there were, yeah. I didn't have any immediate like negative takes i didn't really take anything negative away from it the plot was solid there wasn't really gaping plot holes Mm -hmm. the acting was good the two directors are like well known in australia for doing like silly stuff okay i forget like i forget their thing like the they they have like a series of like videos and like they're well known for like short form videos and and they they landed this movie and i thought they they crushed it they killed it the acting was really good i want to see more from some of these actors and i hope we do i know sometimes it's hard when you see like actors from like australia you know exactly the other side of the world but i i mean i hope we see more from especially the main the main lady i thought she was great well you can't see more of her well, okay. in other things. Oh. Unless you talk to the hand, then you might get Yeah. Do you remember back in the um, day where was like, uh-uh, talk to the hand? Yeah, you got to talk to the hand. Yeah. Also, this was uh, A24's second biggest opening. What was the first? Hereditary. Okay. Which I, I find this hard to believe, but like I'm trusting as multiple people said it, just because, like, I mean... But then everything, everywhere, all at once, really caught fire later down the road. Oh, that and um, and uh, moonlight also like it, that caught fire later down the like after it got released. So this month, yeah, like second biggest opening for a well-known production company. This is a huge hot take. I'm not a big fan of Hereditary. It's not a hot take. Neither am I. Okay. It's not that hot. I mean, like, I acknowledge that it's good. It's just not for me, and I can't really watch it. So I've only seen it maybe one and a half times. I like it. It is not for everyone. That's the thing. And that's what I respect about A24 movies. They don't make movies for everyone. All of their movies are for targeted audiences. Sometimes it's something for you. Sometimes it's not. I just, like, it is a good movie. It's just hard for me to watch that's fair yeah but i think they caught like horror fans in general caught like a big victory this weekend with talk to me and i hope um i've been seeing online that um the horror community has been pushing like 
each each other to go see it. People are like, "Yo, you gotta go see it. You should go see it." There's like so like there's this strong push, and hopefully that propels um, more people to go out and see it. Because um, I haven't heard anyone say anything negative about it. Well, I I've heard some people say, and I don't want to say it was necessarily negative. I I asked a few people, and and by a few people, I mean I asked like one one person that went with their family, and they they watch horror. We know who it is. I mean, I'll tell you off air, but they 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 said it was really good, but it was like weird, and. I was like, eh, well, I don't know what that means going into it, but when I saw it, I, I get it. I understand why. Because there was like, the, the, we, the there's two weird scenes. There's the scene with the dog and the scene with the feet. So it's like, there's two weird scenes. I get it. But I guess if you take away the weirdness, because I mean, that's kind of realistic, you know, you know, if, if you're like hallucinating. Yeah, or, I was honestly like someone told us that it was like not good and weird and it was so much better than I expected. I like don't trust their review of it now because yeah, it was kind of like, I was kind of nervous. I know who you're talking about. And I think that that, that person is just more accustomed to jump scary movies. Probably. Yeah. And shock and horror movies. And this is, this is not that. Cause like this this movie like it, yeah it didn't have a lot of like jump scares, but it was it had its moments of being truly terrifying and I think the plot was terrifying. I think that the way it was filmed was filmed in a very like it the story flowed really well and I'm trying not to give too much away, but I, I might as well just give it away because like by the time hopefully everyone's seen it by the time this is up. The, the, the story, just the way the story flowed and, the, and like the way we see the descent into madness, this is like a pseudo possession movie and it was great. Yeah, and like you said in the car, the devil won. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, how often that like the demons in this won and it's it's not even close. Were they demons or were they just ghosts? I would say they were, de- some of them were demons because they were like we want. They went with um, a malice intent. I think her mom was a demon. Yes. No. No. Yeah. yeah like a hundred percent. Mom, that was like another ghost, and I'm wondering, were they demons or were they? I don't know, because when I think of ghosts, I think of like evil entity from. Casper. I guess. I guess they were ghosts because they were looking to possess the body, right? They were demons. No. They, okay. They wanted to possess the body. Okay, so I think what happens is when you do the ritual, usually it's a ghost, but sometimes it's a demon, Mm -hmm. right? I would assume. That's usually how these things go. Because technically, and again, this this will probably, everybody will probably see this movie by the time, but technically, I don't remember her name. We'll just call her Girl One. She was a ghost. Right. Like, she wasn't a demon. I don't think she was a demon. I think she was a ghost. So... Good job for the demons. Uh, proud of you guys. There's a lot of movies where you guys get vanquished pretty easily. I feel like demons, and I say it all the time, you guys get pissed off because I don't give specific answers, but I feel like demons slash the devil put in a lot of work in horror. Just horror in general. Like, they scare people that don't even watch movies. They scare, like, kids. They were scared cultures for years. But they get vanquished pretty easily, you know? Like, 
a prayer they happens and they get vanquished. They didn't so. even come close this time. No, nobody nobody was able to beat them. They literally won. But I think but, okay, Julian. that's good because we don't see that all the time in movies. Mm-hmm. And I like that there was no fight. They didn't really find out until like too late in the game. Well, think Empire Strikes Back. The Luke laws. The Rebels laws. The bad guys won. That's what makes that movie so great is that the bad guys win in that movie. They, they didn't even know what they were up against, which I really like. Because, like, you, you always hear in, in the thing, like, the devil will trick you. These demons will trick you. They'll betray you. You got to let them in. And and this, it's like, basically, like, we're going to get you high. We're going to get you feeling good. And then we're going to destroy your mind from the inside and destroy your reality. They did that. And the way they told that story was so nice. And, like... Not like nice, like pleasant, like just so beautiful to watch if you're a fan of horror. I was gonna say nothing was pleasant about that story. Yeah, no, nothing was pleasant about the story. There wasn't one moment of it of it being nice for the viewer and the fan of horror. I had such a good time, and and I think like this was just really exciting to see. They always identify, and then they they fight it, and they by the time they even try fighting it. She's already like killed her dad and is ready to kill, trying to finish off killing the uh, her friend's little brother. I think that dad survives though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, not Which yeah, but yeah, he doesn't live a good life. He's got his throat slashed. Yeah, I'm sure he's not happy. That was slightly disappointing because it was a little more impactful if he did die. Not saying oh, I was gonna die, but I feel like it's more. It's kind of like in the mist where, like, he kills his family and then realizes he didn't have to. I thought we were getting like that situation, and then the dad's like randomly alive after getting his throat cut. Which but, weird because he was bleeding out for a long. Yeah, time. Yeah, like she stuck scissors into his neck. So you know, like I said, a little. It's like ah, eh, that could. He probably should. But she died. dies, so that's okay. That's fair, I guess. That family is forever shattered. And that dad will forever be confused. So him living, he lives the rest of his life in like a terrible existence. He wasn't doing good to begin with. And you know what's crazy? He probably was a good dad. I was going to say, is it, is all of this his fault? I was, all right. So now you asked that question. I was going to get, get to that later. Who's like to blame for everything? Whoever let her go over 90 seconds. I, I, so I blame the big guy One, it was his hand and he was so lax with it. Like letting um, a kid do it. They let the kid go for two minutes, 120 seconds. The the kid that was rough because they physically couldn't stop him. And I feel as though maybe it all started with her the main character, yeah, she went, me. and it wasn't a big deal when it happened to her. They're like, oh, you went a little bit over. Do you feel okay? It seemed like nothing was wrong at first. We're like, all right, she went a little bit over, but it's not like something happens in exactly 90 seconds. Like, mm-hmm. it, it'll be fine. But then you realize she's seeing things here and there. So I feel as though maybe that opened up a gate. When the kid did it, it was way more intense for him oh yeah and they physically couldn't stop him so i don't really blame them 
I I only blame them because when it got to the fifty second mark, they should have never can they should have stopped it. And that guy is big enough to where he could have thrown Mia, blow out the candle and ripped off because like that, that's fair. I agree. They shouldn't have let yeah. it go over fifty. Yeah, like they should have stuck to the plan. And like in my mind, it, it's it's their not like their responsibility, but like they should have done more because they sat there and watched as time kept ticking and then they were like oh shit it's at two minute mark and this guy's bashing his head in right. like we have to do yeah like they at that point before it escalated yeah yeah and they never blew out the candle i also blame the sister though because she She's- had to know that she was like i don't want you to do it but also i'm going upstairs and going to bed like you know that he's gonna do it no i don't think she was going to bed i think she was gonna go um because that was right after her boyfriend had that. Wait, no, was it? No, sorry, you're right. I think she was. I think she was just leaving. Because they, they were packing up. You're right. Because they were packing up. Okay. And, and, and like, I think yeah, like I do blame her a lot because she was just like, she she didn't lay down the groundwork hard enough. If you really don't want your brother to do it throw him, make sure he's like, be like, all right, you're going to bed and I'm going to see these people out. Also, that's just being a bad hostess. Right. The thing, at the end of the day, it's your house. If shit starts going down, you can throw everyone out. Everyone will be bad at you. The brother's not going to listen to you. There's no way he would just go to bed. And if you kick everyone out in the middle of a party, they're all going to be pissed. But it's your house. You can still make them leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, the, the one chick with the short hair, I forget her name. She was going to a party at 11. It was like 1045. So like, no, yeah, like it was time to cut that down. She really like she would have been the bad guy, but no one would have really held it against her because the two people, the big guy and her were just going to go to a party. They wouldn't even have held it that much against them. And, you know, obviously nothing then bad happens. Your brother's a little mad at you. He'll get over it in the morning. I also think, like, that was kind of whack on her for calling him out for being afraid in the middle of the night. Nah, man, because the thing is, when you act tough, you got to back it up. I feel feel like my sister would have done that, too, to just be like, look, you got to stop acting like this in front of your friends. So I don't have a problem with calling him out. The thing is, I get it. It it, it was kind of shitty. Especially if, you know, like, like let's say he peed the bed or something, right? Like, And they were like, oh, well, at least I didn't fucking pee the bed last night thinking that there was something scary going on. You know, like something like that. I no. get it that like what she said to him was shitty, but in a way, in a shitty way, that's also like, I'm looking out for you. So this is going to make you not do it. The but she is- just did not. The thing think is, that through. doing that is only going to make you right, do right, it right, more. right. That's what I'm saying. She didn't think that through. Like, I know her intention was like, "I'm gonna do that because now I embarrassed you." But then he's that's gotta not prove, how it works. He's got to prove mm-hmm. himself now. Mm-hmm. Here's my question: Why do you think the sister never tried it? I don't know. She was the only one. Because if everyone like my the other question is that we were gonna get to is, would you do it? And my thing is, like, if everyone else there did it, why didn't she? Maybe she was. I think she was. I, I think she was a, a little coward. I think it would be like she's the kid that, like, wouldn't do heart. Like, if everyone started snorting coke, 
she wouldn't want to do it. If everyone started smoking weed, she wouldn't want to do it. Well, yeah, so, also, she, like, never kissed her boyfriend of, like, several months. And, and she was young. Maybe she wasn't ready for any of that stuff. No, he didn't want to kiss her. Right, but also... No, he just wanted to suck her feet. I don't think no. so. But the thing is, yeah, he probably didn't want to. There's a lot of reasons why that could be. I'm not going to get into. I think the implication is that she does want that, but she's a pushover or she's a coward, whatever you want to call it. Coward. Just too, like, meek and timid to do anything about it. She's like, oh, yeah, like, I wish I did kiss my boyfriend of six months. It's kind of weird that we haven't, but at the same time, you know, what am I going to do about it? That's Um, kind of her energy. You know, if she's not ready for it, we're not pressuring her into anything. We don't peer pressure. But also, grow up, kid. She was ready. He wasn't ready. No, he had to be, but he was ready to talk to the hand. That also brings, it was kind of weird, the relationship between, like, the best friends, because she's like, oh, he's my ex-boyfriend, like. Yeah, hi, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, she would be like, hey, ex-boyfriend, like. I think she was doing that just to be silly, like, it seemed like they had, like, a very slight, like, one-week relationship in, like, grade school. Yeah. So, it it didn't, yeah, like, she was just being funny about it. It seems weird from the outside, but I do acknowledge that, like, friends have inside jokes like that, and that probably is something you joke about amongst friends. Yeah. And I think they were at that age. Like, yeah, they're just being silly. I think that um, the one question before we get to the big questions, the guy who rejected to help them, is he the hero of this movie? Which guy? The brother. Remember at the, the, the brother, they went oh. to, they met him at the, they met him at a bus stop in the middle of the night. Where was he going? Nobody knows. So it was super weird that they knew he was going to be at the bus stop. Maybe he was going to work. Maybe, I don't know. But that was kind of... Maybe that's just the bus. Maybe he's there every day. Yeah, maybe he just catches the bus at the same time. They follow him on Instagram. He posts it every day. They all have bus fare on them because they all just get on the bus. The boyfriend, the girl's boyfriend was paying... (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. A, like you can see it in the background, and he's just like, yeah, everybody just jumps on the bus, and you just see his dorky ass putting in fucking quarters and for everyone, yeah. That. But that was that made the movie good too, because like that's the vibes he gives, right? So, like, just having that in the background, that is funny, yeah. That being said, I don't blame the guy for not helping because I fully understand, like, you go through that and you're like, I don't ever want to see or hear about this shit again. But you can tell that part of him felt a little different when he looks around and he's like, you really let a kid do it? Like, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I, but I think the thing is, I genuinely don't think he knows how to fix it. Or maybe he would have given them clues, but I don't think he knows. It might be something where he's just like, you just shouldn't have done this shit. Right, exactly. I think it's like he knows that that's what killed his brother because his brother got possessed. That's all he knows. Mm-hmm. He, and he was like, kind of like, good job. You fucked up. Someone's going to die. Yeah. Get over so, it. I don't know if I would grab the hand. I think it would depend on a few factors. Again, it's kind of, you have to suspend your disbelief right, it's a little bit. The three of us and... We're adding in only people who have been either guests on this TV show or have come into the uh, the center. 
they're at this party too. Do you grab the hand? No. I. But like, remember, they're all peer pressuring. Right, but so have I watched someone else do it yet? Like, I'm not going first. Okay, yeah, that's that's a valid thing. Let's just say it starts off with, does anyone want to do this? And, and it's your first time even seeing the hand. So I'll fully admit this. If, if you don't know me, people that know me know that I am like the first person to pull out the Ouija board. And a lot of other people get upset about it because they don't fuck with that. But I am the first one to pull it out because I am not afraid of it. I know people say issues can happen, but, you know, I'm aware of that. I think it's a tool you can use. That being said, I've never seen someone become possessed. Like this if is I, a real hand. Right. If I see what they saw happen in the movie, I don't know if I would partake in that. But if it was just a ritual with the hand and I didn't see much happen, then yes, I would definitely try it. But in the movie universe, where you visually see them become possessed and their eyes change and everything, I don't think I would do it then. I don't think I'd do it at all. But I'm I'm down for a lot of rituals. We even talked about there's an elevator game movie coming out, and I really want to try the elevator game. The only thing is I'm actually like afraid of elevators. I'm not afraid of like, the whole part. We'll talk about that later because I've given it a lot of thought. Okay. My mom um, beat the shit out of me if I touch that hand. She <laughs> doesn't matter. So, Enrique, I'm going to say you don't want to do it, but I think a lot of people would peer pressure you into doing it. Man, I ain't no bitch. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, we, yeah like, exactly. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm not trying to get possessed. And we'd be like, you won't. And you'd be like, yeah. Don't, okay. fuck <laughs> don't fucking tell me what I will or won't do. No, I would do it. If I did do it, I don't know if I, I would probably do it. Like if I saw like, if I saw like Julia do it or if I saw Pat do it, then yeah, I'll do it. But because I wouldn't have a choice. I feel like once one of us does it, like we have to do it just because like, that's what we have to do. We have to, man. See, that's the thing. I would do it, but I also, I, I don't, I would like internally be like, Hey guys, you don't have to do it. If Julia didn't feel fully comfortable or if my experience was something, I would be like, Julia, this maybe don't do it this time. I'm not going to stop you if you say you want to do it. But also, I think like I think a lot of people would get on Enrique and, and just call him a bitch until he did it. And he no, would do it. They wouldn't even have to. We would be like, come on, man. Everybody else did it. And he'd be like, all right, give me that shit. I'll go nice. People would try to tempt me because they're like. Oh, you big for nothing? Because that was the that was always the thing. Like, oh, you big for nothing? What the fuck you so scared about? I would be like, I ain't fucking scared. I'm just not. I don't. I'm not gonna attempt nothing. And then they'll just go on and be like, Nah, you scared? And I'd be like, Fuck you! You're not gonna tell me what I am. And then I'll probably. So you're right. I'll probably get peer pressure. The thing is, it. I would do it. Maybe I would say like, Oh, stop me at fifty seconds. Stop me at thirty seconds. But I would also do it trusting that one of yous are strong enough to take my hand off that thing. Yeah, yeah, no, like I, I think we would, I wouldn't recommend it unless I was confident that that you guys would be doing it safely. I would do it just to try it and see where it happens. Also, I would do it being a skeptic because I'd be like, "This isn't real," and I'd be like, "Oh shit, this is fucking real." Again, like um, I'm a skeptic. I don't really believe, like you know, I'll use a Ouija board with no problem. 
this, like I said, if I witnessed what they witnessed in the movie, no. If it were real life and we had a hand here right now, I would absolutely try it. If you have one of those hands, reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah. But, this. but do not let my mom know. The thing is, I, I'm I'm so serious. I think if I do it and word gets out, like if I did it and someone... I, she was Who's telling your mom? Oh, you'd be shocked, man. A lot of people tell my mom shit all the time. As long as you don't tell those people, like... What if she listens? That's what I'm saying. Like it, we won't talk about it. We're talking. We I'm will. Ta- talk we're talking about, about it. it right now. What if she hears this? Episode? I don't. That's the problem. She's gonna hear this episode and be like, "Why are you fucking with the devil?" Like I knew you were. I knew you were down with the devil. Like what? You know? And it, <laughs> She's it, like, it, I fucking knew it. Yeah, it would just become <laughs> this whole goddamn time. And like, I'm not. I'm not down with the devil. I mean, I appreciate his work in in the horror community, but you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I ain't about to summons him or nothing like that because at the end of the day, he's conniving as shit. So, like, I'm not about to summons him. Just imagine the devil comes. Like, all he wants to do is bet. And he knows you don't bet. He knows Pat might bet, but he pats a little, like, That's careful with his That's actually so bets. true. Like, if the devil tried to make a deal with me, like... It wouldn't work. If it's a game of chance, I won't play because I, like, strictly don't gamble. Mm-hmm. Even, like... Like, I don't, I don't buy, like, raffle tickets at a carnival. That's how strict I am like I do not mess with anything like that especially when money is exchanged if it's just like a flip of a coin maybe I don't do anything with money exchanged so the devil might get me there who would you guys want to contact or would you just want just do it and, and, and grab whatever ghost is around like Mia went in with like you could tell the intention of contacting her dead mom so I don't necessarily think you can contact a specific person I mean, the first time it happened to her, it was pretty random. So I don't think any of the other people knew that you could, like, I think that was the first time it had ever came up within the friend group. They always just got a random ghost. Mm-hmm. Right. But this time they got yeah. a, 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 tricky, a tricky one. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. It was pretending to be your mom and stuff. Right. So I don't. I don't know, like, like, I would want to contact someone specific. I mean, I, there are dead people that I know that I probably would contact. Do you guys think that we should have access to contacting the dead? Nah, no, man. I don't think so. Nah, I, I don't think you should contact the dead. Like, like Julia said, like I have a lot of close friends that have died. You know, I I would love to talk to them again, but I, oh god, I don't know how this is gonna sound. What don't want to bother them. <laughs> Right. It's like that. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you. Like, I miss you. I love right. you, whatever. And then what? Right. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. Seeing a fucking I, I, doctor about my knee, and they're going to be like, I don't give a shit. I'm dead. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it well, also comes, plays into like, what are your beliefs about when you die? Like, where do you think they are? And it's like, are you bothering them? Are they like chilling somewhere and you're like summoning them? out of their like heaven and now they're just like in somebody's smelly basement like oh, talking yeah to some kids, yeah like. I don't think you should summons the dead I mean there's a certain respect that people have for like their lo- dead loved ones I-, I think you should if you can bring them back then that's the problem everybody would do it and then you are bothering them I feel like right because I don't yeah. think- the dead don't mourn us in the same way that we mourn them like right. I-, I would assume that when you're dead, you have an acceptance and I, I don't think you miss Earth. Like, you 
have loved ones still on earth, but it doesn't bother you in any way. You're not really thinking about that anymore, wherever you're at. So like, just let them be. And my thing is like, what makes me so special that you're going to come when I summoned you? You know what I'm saying? Like there's probably a lot. Yeah. Like, like if I'm dead and someone summoned me and like, let's just say it was like, I don't know. I I, I, I don't want to downplay anyone. So I'm not even going to name drop. But like, let's just say if, if someone at, at like summoned me, I would be like, like I don't want to talk to them right now. It's like the game's on. I'm not like. I would summon you and just ask you stupid shit. I don't have to go though. Like I'm dead. What are you gonna do? Nothing. Keep summoning, summoning you. Come What do you want? Yeah, and that's when it becomes a haunting. Oh, yeah. In this context, in the universe of this movie, I don't believe that you have the ability to summon people. I don't think either. I just wanted to ask that, that question on a different like level. Uh, yeah, no. And I think that they were able to play real quickly and be like, oh, she's real vulnerable. Let's trick her. Let's get her. We'll strike mm-hmm. while the iron's hot. Yeah. I think they just, uh, I think she just got got. Uh, I'm asking this because I asked this every movie do we get a sequel do we need a sequel what what does the ideal sequel look like for you guys i actually have an answer to this i know you do because we ahead. talked about it on the ride home yeah so <laughs> you know I, mean? and I agree with it so i first of all i thought the movie was so much fun i would see a sequel no matter which route they took for it but honestly I think the perfect sequel and or prequel would be whichever route they did ch- chose to do, make it to where they like, okay, so the perfect sequel would be after everything happened, they try to investigate why the hand does what it does. But you don't you you won't get answers necessarily because then it ruins the mystery. And I feel like that leaves the door open for another sequel or something down the line the perfect prequel to this movie would be the history of the hand without getting too deep into the his- history. So it's still a mystery. Yes. And then it kind of leading off into giving it to the kid from the beginning of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like some sort of history with the hand, like they kind of touch on that to where it's like, they tell you a little bit about it, who the psychic was or who they thought the psychic, you know, stuff like that, but they don't answer anything because you want that mystery like they give you enough in the prequel they give you enough to where you're like oh i think i know and then they give it to the kid and you kind of got to put the parts together while watching talk to me or the sequel again the sequel being the girl saying or the or the or the brother the brother who was possessed saying like i don't think she was evil i think she was trying to save me and then him trying to figure it out like in school and stuff you know and all that Right. And like investigating the power of the hand, even going back to the hand. Like if the brother went back to the hand to try to summons her and say like, you know, I feel like you tried to save me. Like that would be a fucking awesome sequel, I think. But I think that would be an awesome I definitely awesome sequel. think the sequel, either a sequel or a prequel, and it needs to follow, follow either Mia or the original brothers. I don't necessarily want like a origin story history of the hand. I don't want to go back that far, but I would like it to like 
reveal a little bit more lore about it. Like you learn some more of the rules, but you don't know everything about like where it came from. Well, it wouldn't necessarily be like a backstory. It would just be where you, you would add a lot of information of that, like people telling stories about the hand and, you know, like the whole lore that comes up to when they give it to you. But like I said, you're not answering anything. You're just giving people ideas of what it could have been because that's what's going to keep this movie still mysterious. Because we don't know if it's the hand. We don't know if, like, if it's, if, what if it's the candle? What about, like, a not sequel, not prequel, but it takes place kind of alongside, basically you flash back to the beginning and I think it would be cool to have, to go back to the party that they were at. Yeah. And take place at the party and the hand is at the party. Or like what led up to the party. Yeah. Yeah. Or like there's kids in the basement playing with it at the party while the party's going on. Shit's going down with the brother. Mm -hmm. He eventually gets stabbed, whatever. But they don't know that at the same time, the ritual is going on at the party in a different room. Okay. Yeah. that'd, That'd be great. And then branch off and go from there. Because then you can watch these two movies side by side. Like, you can watch them one after the other. Yeah. But then I don't know how it works. They can't really take place at the exact same time because then it's like... Well, I assume that that happened like a year or so before this takes place. So they wouldn't really happen at the same time because you got to remember there's only one hand. So only one group of friends can happen at one time. But that can end after the death and when they give it to... Like, you would introduce the the two... um, The two guys... The the two people that were... uh, like the guy and that the the guy and the girl that were actually had the hand. Mm-hmm. Like the movie can end with them kind of sitting and then someone saying like, "Hey, here's what I told you about." Um, take your- okay, yeah, like them receiving it. Yeah, like it, it could be, be like- it could be that story. It could even have the same scene where he like kills himself and all that stuff, and then like at the end of the movie it says like six months later or whatever, and it's just like a guy walking up to two people sitting down smoking a cigarette and they're like. Hey, here's the here's the thing I told you about. Take good care of it. And it just walks off, no, doesn't I think it would be cool if they're like in the basement playing with it at the party and the guy has already told him about the hand. They might even be using it and doing the ritual. And then the kid gets stabbed, the party is crashed, everyone's running, and then somewhere around that time, the guy that originally owned it gives it to the the guy and the girl and is like, Here, you can just have it now. And he knows in his mind that that's why the like murder suicide mm-hmm. attempt thing happened, but they don't realize that it's connected. So they just take the hand and go off with it. But he wanted to get rid of it because he secretly knew that it was connected. Yeah, like any any one of those routes would be a, a like a great prequel to it, where it doesn't hurt what, the original. What about period piece going all the way back to the beginning of the hand? Yeah, but how far back does the hand go, you think? We're we're going ancient times. It could be fun. It could be a little wonky, but... I think, I mean, I hope it doesn't get made. I feel like if you make that movie, that has to be like a a sci-fi TV release, like... Or like, it it gives me kind of like Fear Street vibes, where like... Yeah. taking place in like way different time periods, but there's like a link. Which we will be seeing Fear Street soon. I think they're, they're that's going to drop relatively soon. I think it drops in a, a month or two. Another one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like in the same... Um, it, it's So there's like dozens of Fear Street books, 
I don't know if they're related. We'll find out. Oh, so it's like there was the trilogy and this might be its own trilogy. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, um, I, I haven't looked too much into it. I just know that it's coming and it, it uh, like uh, kind of like Fear Street, it just kind of surprised me and I really enjoyed it. Let's shift gears. Less to talk about with the next movie. Not as a slight against it. I just think that Talk to Me Now was so great. You know, yeah, but like, yeah, let's talk to about uh, Haunted Mansion. Um, you know what? Another great movie. Yeah. I think. Honestly, pretty damn good. For kids, for kids, like a kids movie, a Disney kids movie at that, that's actually a remake of another kids movie. That's inspired by a ride. Right, right. Like, I thought it was solid, man. I, I actually thought it was better than the original movie. Yeah, I I also think it was better than the original. I owned the original. I rewatched it all the time. I think I had it on DVD or VHS, but... I, say, I think I had it on VHS. I don't remember it being that funny. And when I tell you, this was genuinely funny. Like, yeah. I was, like, laughing mm-hmm. out loud at certain points, like, as an adult. Whereas, like, as a kid... The original one had jokes in it, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. There was even, like, lines from it I probably quoted all the time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make me, like, cackle when I heard them. I would just quote it because kids like to quote stuff from mm-hmm. movies. No, I, I, I thought I thought Haunted House was – honestly, I didn't think I'd like it at all. I, I, I thought I'd be, like, boring. I thought it'd be cheesy. Like, I honestly didn't think I'd like it at all. But then – one third of the way of the movie, I completely forgot that I didn't think I would like it. I'm like, this movie's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. And I love the main character. I love all the I love the cast, period. I forget what yeah. was in the movie. Um I guess Devro. I don't remember what his name was. Leon. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever whatever Which one? The, the, the adult or the kid? No, the kid's name was like Traver. Okay, you're talking about the adult Did you... man. His name ben? was Ben. Ben. I don't know where you got Devro. Yes. Or... Oh, because they were in Louisiana, so they were in New Orleans. So I just thought his, his name was like... just Ben. All right, Ben. You know, I love the character of Ben. Like a, a super, <laughs> super genius. Does it like super genius? Skeptical. Doesn't really believe in none of that stuff. It's like super pissed off. Because loss of his wife and all these other things. And then he does his thing. Like he actually like he starts to believe. And I thought that was that was cool that they turned his character around, but they still kept him as like this brave. Cause he was even though like he was getting axes thrown at him, like he was still brave as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was still in charge of everything. So like the fact that they made his character flip to where he believes and he's like oh my god this ghost is chasing me he was still like brave as shit like he would have been if he didn't believe in ghosts so i did like that part i I like that he kept his character like that but i think the casting was just good overall yeah it really was Mm -hmm. i'll i'll give him one thing disney this made me want to go ride the ride i'm not going to because i'm not driving hours to florida (laughs) and paying hundreds of dollars to ride the ride but if I lived close, I'd be going because like this this makes me want to go on the ride again. Twenty two hours driving if my dad takes you because he stops at every rest stop to take a picture. 
even now, even though he's That's driven, adorable. even oh. though he's driven like, so many times to Florida, he'll stop at every rest stop to take a picture. No, like this made me go on YouTube and watch like the video walk of the ride. ride. Cause I, it's been like 10 years at least since I've been on it. I've never been on it. So I didn't know this was, the, I know I don't, I'd never know anything, but I really didn't know that this was a ride in Disney. Like, yeah, I, so the original movie is based on the ride. I didn't even like, know. Like, the ride was around for years, and then in 2003, they were like, we're going to make a movie about the ride, and we're going to, like, spin it off, like, expand the story. I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad they did, because then this movie came to life, and this movie was a lot of fun. This was a movie that, of course, you can watch it as adults, because we saw it as adults, but you can also show a kid this movie, and... They'll enjoy it just as much, except I think the kids would be probably scared, depending on the age. Might be a yeah, it, the, the weird thing for me, one, I do take a po- point off for this, is there were parts that were visually extremely scary, like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Some of the ghosts were really scary. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it kind of felt like plot-wise, plot the stakes were never really that high, and it almost feels like they were afraid to do too much with the plot and make it too dangerous or too scary. Like they didn't want to. It is a kids' movie, so I get why they did that. I don't. I don't know if I get it because, like, they, the whole movie pretty much is about suicide, but at the same time, it seemed like they were afraid to go there. And I'm like, then don't make it about that. Okay, I see what you're saying. And it's Um, as a kid hearing about suicide, you're like, okay, that's a little sad, a little spooky, but you have like horrifying ghosts flying up at you, like that is going to give you nightmares. If Rosario, Rosario Dawson, like it, the, like the way she described it, would you have stepped foot in the house? Of course, yes. <laughs> I mean, I I would have stepped foot. I don't think I would have listened to anything she said. If she would have just been like, thanks for coming, like, thanks for coming. I, I'm glad you can make it. Oh, there's ghosts in here and you'll probably die. I'll just hear the thank you for coming. I'm glad if I'm at Rosario Dawson's house, I don't hear anything that she says. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like I'm in there. Like I, I would have been right. in a heartbeat. I'm oh, like I mean, like, sorry, what would you say? I'm respecting the hostess and I'm going to listen to what she said. You guys are just like, yeah, I'm just walking in. Oh, paddleman. <laughs> yeah, like gentlemen, but that. What do I like? Drive a boat? No, but you're acting like a like you're wearing a top hat, and you're like, "Good day, ma'am." Like the hat. you thinking? Just common courtesy. No, listen. If Rosario Dawson asked me to investigate her haunted house, I'm no, not. I'm not you're a fake father. <laughs> okay. If the actress Rosario Dawson is speaking to me, my soul has already left my body. To be fair, if a fake if a fake priest came up to me and was like, like Owen Wilson, yeah, I would probably be a little iffy. But if he's like, look, she's gonna pay you a few thousand dollars. I got credit cards to pay off, so I'm there. And then the moment I open the door and it's her, I would even forget about the money. I was like, no, I he's a good friend of mine. I'll come pro bono. Also, if you are willing to pay us to investigate this, to investigate your home. If your home is haunted and you're willing to pay us to come investigate, please reach out. We are so We'll, we'll do it for free. God yeah. damn it. 
I will do it for a McDonald's Coke. Yeah. Rosario Dawson, if you're listening, I honestly would just do it for free for you. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Nope. Nope. This was like the polar opposite of the of Talk to Me because this had like the, you know like the, you know the casting of a bunch of nobodies versus like this is like an A-list cast. I think this is Jared Leto's best role. I didn't even know where Jared Leto was until I saw the casting. Yeah. And I'm glad that that was what it was. Right. Also, Winona Ryder was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder, wasn't she a tour guide? Yeah, she was the tour guide. But she was oh, yeah. also the main woman ghost. Was she? Yeah. Hmm, that's fun. So that was pretty cool. One other minor criticism I have is I feel it almost would have been funnier if Owen Wilson's character was a real priest and he was kind of just bumbling and like, (laughs) yeah, no, I thought that too. I was like, if he was a real priest, that would have been funnier because he was just like a silly bad priest. I also like how he like claimed the couch right away. They were like, look, I'm taking that couch. He kind of gave, it, it was kind of like Pope's exorcist energy, like Father Amort, like the way he, like he rides around on a Vespa and like yeah. drinks from a flask, like. Wear sunglasses and Not shit. that bad. Yeah, but. He had more like silly priest energy. I, I honestly. Like Russell Crowe got shit done in that movie, whereas <laughs> Owen Wilson didn't get anything done. Yeah, like at the end when he's like, oh, this is just a party city fit. It was a little disappointing because it was almost like less funny that way. I, I love watching movies where a person is something and they're just really bad at what they do. Right. Like that. Yeah. That's such a funny trope. Whereas if he's like, oh, I'm just a liar. Like that's not. Like when we did our D&D characters, I wanted my character to be a charlatan, but he's just bad at tricking people. He just always loses mm-hmm. bets. Like I, th- I just think that's hilarious if you're like a an archer or something like your character is like an archer and you just cannot shoot a fucking bow to save your life. An arrow. I mean, you cannot shoot an arrow to save your life. Like, I think that's hilarious. And now that you mention it, I, I agree. If, if he were a real priest, he's just bad at it. Cause there was plenty of times when they're all doing like real tasks and he's like, well, I'm just going to go on the, on the side and pray, you know, like, <laughs> and like you realize oh, he was just taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because like, remember, they didn't go in that one room. So everybody's like leaving the room to go do like really important, dangerous tasks. And he's like, I'm just going to go do a morning prayer. It's like, it's 12 o'clock at night. And he's like, well, it's morning in Bangkok or whatever he said. It's like, <laughs> that's true, man. Like, I'm going to go pretend like I'm doing something. <laughs> just went to go lay down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think I, I agree. If he were like a real priest and he just was like a fucking chicken shit, that would have been, been great. But nevertheless, that movie that movie was fun. I, it was fun. It, it was fun. It was funny. It's doing very well in the box office, which is is good to see because like it's it is kind of spooky for the younger generation. Good to see just the, you know the families taking them out, seeing the movie. Not just that, um, but think about it though. Like we've had a lot of busts in the beginning of end of spring, beginning of summer. A lot of fucking flops. And then you have two movies that are going to run the box office until the day they get pulled in Barbie and Oppenheimer. So the fact that 
two horror movies, not even, not even franchises, two like, well, uh, I don't know if Haunted Mansion is a franchise, but look, it's a reboot, I guess. But like two horror movies that aren't franchises that aren't like well known to do this well in the summertime, even with Barbie killing the fucking game and Oppenheimer right behind it. I I will say I'm impressed that these two movies made it that far. I truly am impressed. And it's good. It's just good because well, going to the movies is fun and it's good to see like people going out and, and having a good time going to the movies. You've got a little something for everyone out right now. So uh, hopefully people take advantage of that. I, I, I would not take any anyone under teenager to go see Talk To Me. I feel like 14, 13, 14, 15, that might be a good age to see Talk To Me. I feel like that's appropriate. Because at that point, they're not afraid. They're, like, tough. They're, I'm not afraid. But also, it depends on the kid. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm, saying, like, I, I'm just saying, like, kind of, like, in general, like a rule of thumb, that's not a movie that you would take, like, a 13... Like, you could, t- you could take, like, a 13, 14, 15-year-old. You know, it would work. Because, like I said, most of them think they're tough. And, I mean, I know some 13-year-olds that would never go see that I movie. mean, like, my parents would have took me to see that when I was, like, five. Right. And I personally know a good friend of mine whose son will not see that movie at all. And he's like 13. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like that age is good to see it if that's what you're into. But Haunted Mansion, you could take a fucking newborn baby and they'll probably laugh. Please don't. Yeah, don't. Because I think taking babies to the movies is the stupidest thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to do a stupid thing, you could take a newborn baby. To see that movie, and I think they would like it. Shout out to was it Warner Brothers did it? I mean, it's a Disney. I don't know. Shout out to Disney because you got a lot of shit stuff lately, yeah. and you really, you really, really did a good job with this. So shout out to Disney. There was some like really surprisingly bad CGI in this. Oh yeah, but there's going to be like you have to make the ghosts look bad. I think at this point, I'm not even talking about the ghosts. The ghosts look great. I'm talking about Jamie Lee Curtis looking like PS1 Laura Croft inside that crystal ball. Oh, God, yeah. Well, you know, it happens. I I I don't know what, I honestly don't know what they were going for with that. The thing is, if you go back and watch the 2003 version, Madame Leota looks way better. How in 20 years did the CGI get worse? That to me is something where there's really no excuse. I think it's because you're there's paying a, a lot for the cast. You have to sacrifice somewhere. That's there's a, actually to be good, done practically with like no money. So there's a good explanation why, or not a good explanation. There is an explanation why we're not getting into it now because I'm not. It just I, I did read on like why Disney makes decisions to leave certain things really shitty on cgi i i did read that they like tried something ran out of time and did something else that was quicker but again to me it's not an excuse you're like walt disney studios i'm not really i don't really cut you any slack and again we have something to directly compare it to which is basically the same film made 20 years earlier and it looked better i gotta say that that's fair 
That being said, glad that they got Jamie Lee Curtis. Love her. Yeah, I loved like the cameos in it. I think it was perfect. The costumes in this were weird. We kind of talked about it before. Yeah, so the costumes were great, except for uh, Rosario Dawson's. Literally literally everyone in the film had like flawless drip for days. And then Rosario Dawson, they put her in like clown outfits. I will say this. They they basically they were hitting nothing but home runs on everyone but her. I think they get a pass. They drop the ball on one character. I wrote the costume guy to see if he would come on, and um, I haven't heard back from him. I probably won't because I can't imagine he wants to respond to me. But if he does, we will talk to him about this. If you got that email from Pat. Explain yourself, please. I will. I will be fair to the costume. I think they wanted to go with because it's a house in the middle of nowhere. That just didn't make any. Because she's a doctor, you mean tell me that's the best you can do as a doctor? Right. And I understand why. I assumed. The reason they did that was to make it look timeless because they want this to become like a new classic that families watch like every year and they want it to not scream 2023. Yeah. It was was really strange to me because like the male lead character was dressed very trendy, very modern. But also, no, but just really well. And it, it, I think they executed his like timeless appeal very good yeah like I would, yeah no he looked like fantastic and i do think like i'm not gonna like get into the house thing because they, they did explain that why she was there because that that town was like she's reconnecting with her roots that's where her family's from she moved away went up north she was applying for jobs to see if she was going to stay in the south um she ended up getting a job and that's why she stayed at the house. No, um, she didn't have a job yet. No, yeah, she said she was applying for jobs. Right, she got a job, like... At the at, end. At the very, very end. But by then... The knew that was... Were, but then the ghosts were gone, though. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was really strange, because the thing is, her clothing didn't even, like, fit. All of her clothes were, like, overly baggy. And I'm like, it's it's weird if you're trying to be, like, overly mo- modest when, like, the male lead character is always wearing, like, sleeveless tank tops and, like, an open shirt. And she's dressed in this, like, high neck baggy wardrobe with mixed match patterns. Maybe they're going for, like, a kooky kindergarten teacher aesthetic, but they missed that. And it's like, the son looked great because he had all, like, vintage tailored outfits Again, drip for days. Why didn't they just dress her in like fully vintage attire? I thought that would have been his outfits are the reason he's getting chased home from school, though. To be fair, I agree, but that's because he's in like third grade. I, as an adult, respect his outfits. I was even confused about what time period this was supposed to take. I was too. I'll be honest, I was too. Until I saw them pull out smartphones, and then I was like, oh, I was gonna say, then I was just like, okay, the son's just really into fashion. He might have been. And the mom is very anti-fashion. She's busy. The thing is, those outfits like took effort. 
Because you have to try to look that bad. Like the thing is, just wear leggings and a t-shirt. You don't wear like a striped polo shirt with like a floor-length floral skirt. I'm gonna defend her. I I agree with Julia. I'm gonna defend her. Put yourself in her situation. You have a mismatch box of clothing. You just moved into a haunted house. You, you know your son's like a loser, and you're looking for a job. Like, is do you have time to match? No, you don't understand. Like I said, you have to put in effort to not match like that. Just wear a I solid think, color garment. I think your pattern. Garment. I think all of her clothes were in a box, and she just grabbed the first two things every day, and whatever those two things were, that's what she wore. No, listen, because I'm moving next week and my outfits when I move are not, it doesn't matter if your clothes are in a box. Everybody knows when you move, you pack a bag of clothes for the week to wear while you're unpacking. She didn't expect to move into a haunted house. I kind of wore the same few things when I first moved to Philly because I had all my clothes inside like a box. So I wore, like, the same, like, three shirts. No, when you move, you're supposed to take a small bag, like a backpack, a, like a duffel bag, and you put a week's worth of outfits in it. And you keep that separate from all of your other clothes so that you don't have to worry about unpacking them. So you have a whole week to unpack and go through your other clothes, and you have clean, good clothes to wear while you're doing that. That's good advice for the next But she was, she was in there for over a week. When by that the time um Lakeith went up there. Okay, then explain her haircut. I oh no, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to defend her. I'm just giving like an alternate like perspective of she's living in a haunted mansion. I think we give her like some some leeway. The key word is mansion though. Like I just don't understand where this like hundred year old kindergarten teacher with 90s R&B singer wig and Goodwill Bins outfit is coming from. Like, make it make sense. Maybe know. her son dresses her. He doesn't. He doesn't because he clearly knows about fashion more than she does. Maybe it's like their, their thing. He dressed her. He dress, She dresses him. He dresses her. I'll accept that as an excuse. And she's like, no one's going to even bother to, like, I'm not going anywhere. This mansion's haunted. And it's not like, she's not trying to impress anybody either. So yeah. I guess she was She doesn't like, need to impress anybody. I'm in a haunted mansion. Yeah, like, the, the hot ghost hunter showed up, and she was 100% unfazed. To be fair, though, I don't think, like, to be fair, if I was a ghost hunter and I was hot like him, I would be, I would, I would be, like super super uncomfortable because I'm like you're still so beautiful even though you your 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 clothing is like shit <laughs> but you're a ghost and she was like trying super hard to not be objectified by like listen it could anyone if I yeah. I say something about a wardrobe but if I were if this were real life and I went there I I would just be so fascinated by her I would not care about her fucking wardrobe Yes. Also, remember... It smells so good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We like, are, delete that part. We are not talking about how people oh, smell. She smells like vanilla. But go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in the movie. 
He also was walking around her house fake taking photos. And she never noticed that he was walking around being like, click. I think she did. I think she was just... She did. She called him out on it eventually. But like, why didn't she say anything? I guess she didn't want to disappoint her son. She let him walk up and down those halls and say, I would never, (laughs) ever, ever disrespect Rosario Dawson like that. Neither would I. She called me up and was like, can you bring your ghost camera? I would invent one in the car on the way there. I would fucking call Zach Bagans and say, I need one of your fucking, I need one of your ghost cameras right now. She's like, come over. And I'm like, I can't. I don't have a ghost camera. And she's like, my parents are home. And I'm like, hold on. I have a ghost camera. I'm on the way. No, that's crazy. He's just sitting there and he's just like purposely being an asshole. But you know what, though? That's like kind of the thing that I said before. That's what you do when you're a kid and you want to like flirt. You're like an asshole to him. Like when you're a child. And I feel like that's the vibes it was given. I mean, props to Disney for not making them get together at the end. I ain't gonna lie, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, because it's like... That's what every movie does? Here's the thing, especially if your spouse is dead, it doesn't seem this way, but like it is easier to move on because you know they're not coming back. Wow. No, like if someone breaks up with you and breaks your heart, it can be really hard to move on from that because then you, you... People spend months, years, decades being like, maybe they'll come back, maybe we can reconcile, we can get back together. But if your spouse is dead, they're dead. And you can kind of make peace with that and move on. The thing is, both of them were dead. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it kind of cancels out everything, I guess. You're being nice to the son. You're acting like a father to the son. But then... He's just being a good guy. Like, he wasn't a bad guy. Like, you're telling me, like, this beautiful man is in your house playing with your son, giving him toys? Dollar store toys. Still, but like, flip-flop. This beautiful woman is letting me play with her son. And Weird. Like, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why did you say <laughs> it? I guess when you flip it, it's, it is weird. All right, never mind. We'll go with what Julia said. Yeah. Like, Hello, strange man I've never met. Um, I hear you have a ghost camera. Please come into my home and take pictures of me and my son's home. Sleep in the same room with us. It's fine. Well, it was the safest thing that that was out of safety. And it wasn't like he was like, he was on a couch. They were in a tent in the middle of the room. Like, I get it. But he wasn't the first one there. No, the priest was. The fake priest was the first one there. So. So we already know she sucks at background checking people. She will just let any old man up in that mansion. Which is why I want to retract what I said earlier about like her letting me play with her son. Because it's like... She definitely would. She definitely would. Yeah, but it's like, you don't know me, man. Why you let me play with your son? No, but it's like low-key a red flag. You're like, I'm not going to do anything, but how do you know that? Yeah, like I know people that don't even really know me. And they'd be like, you want to see my kids? I'm like, fuck no. No, and it's like, why do you want me to? Your kids don't know me. Right. Look, if I'm not getting paid, <laughs> I'm not like, I get paid to, <laughs> yeah. You do have to, being a single parent, you really got to vet people. That's why, like, 
I would hate to be a single parent because I feel like you can never date again. Obviously, that's not true. People do it all the time, but she's just out here not checking and she's like, priority one, ghosts. Safety later. Not important. All right, but I, I agree. Like, in that case, priority one probably should have been ghosts. Fair if it's those types of ghosts that we saw in this film. Yeah, I was going to say we should do a ghost story, but it is pretty long. And we've been we've been rambling for a while. Yeah, we can we can um for Thursday's episode we'll do two ghost stories. Yeah, I was gonna say we can double up. Maybe the ghost story was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe I do want to shout out Australia and shout out one of our oh, listeners, cool. Kelly, who lives in Australia. Oh, nice. Yeah, shout so out Kelly, the fact that. I did not know they were Australian and talked to me. And I kept saying, like, why the fuck are these people having these stupid British accents? And I'm like, but they're so bad. It's not Australian. Why does this take place in Sydney? No, like, I swear, the movie, I'm like, why do you have these horrible British accents? They sound Australian. And then eventually I realized, holy shit, they're all Australian. Well, I knew from the jump because they saw a dead kangaroo on the road. So I was like. Before the dead kangaroo, there was literally three production agencies that was like, Film Australia. Yeah, it was like, Australian they, Film Institute. They film films in other countries all the time. Yeah. They yes, film- but I imagine when, it's, when you have three like production companies saying that, like, I imagine there's going to be some Australian accents. There was no film Britain. Listen, all I know is... 21 Bridges was filmed in Philly and it was supposed to be New York. So can you really trust them? Yes. Okay. Them meaning the entire film industry. They. Yep, them <laughs> meaning they. So yeah, I just want to shout them out because it was in Australia and we do have someone who listens in Australia and follows our Facebook. So thank you. Shout out Raka Raka. It's Raka Raka is... um. The direct, they're the directors. Yeah, cool fucking names. And then I saw an interview with them today, and cool fucking people too. So shout yeah. them out too. This movie was really good. I'd love to see more horror related stuff you do. And that's that's it. That's all I had. You guys got any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. All right. So remember, if never mind, I couldn't find a, I couldn't find nothing to add. Talk to the hand. The face talk to the hand because the face don't understand. What was it? Talk to the hand because the face don't understand. That sounds right. Yeah. So whatever. Just talk to the hand, guys. And we're out of here. But they was like.